Hello, this show contains mature content. Viewer discretion advised. Hello, this is Keeping Up with the Pantheons. A mythological podcast where we piss off a bunch of deities, get sent to hell so you don't have to. Alright, so this week is episode 28. Woot, woot, we're getting close to another one of my episodes. In, like, 12. <laughs> I know, but I'm still panicking. I'm like, every time I hear that number go up, I'm like, I haven't done my research yet. <laughs> and even though I have, like, a good while until we decided that my next episode was going to be, I'm like still... Like, three months? Yeah, I'm still panicking. Okay, okay, I thought three months would... Help you, but I guess not. <laughs> you think you can help me? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's adorable, right? <laughs> so, how are you? How was your birthday, Alex? Good. Yeah, do you feel yeah. old? I, I'm always old. In the words of Ido Portal, you are only as old as your spine. And my spine does not bend well. <laughs> Bitch, you're the one who does yoga every morning. That's why I have to do yoga every day. Because <laughs> my spine always hurts. Am I going to have to start doing yoga? Because I sit like I'm trying to become a fucking flip phone from the 80s. You should. I I actually recommend yoga for everyone. But that's me. Anyway, so what's the episode about? <laughs> <gasps> All right, uh, today I found us a fun shit starter that I think you're going mm, to enjoy. Mm, mm, more shit starting. Yeah. Her name originally was Inanna, but in later years in different areas, she had many names. Uh, Ishtar, Astarte, and Astareth. Okay. To name a few. What, uh, what region is she from? Uh, she is a Mesopotamian goddess. Oh! Of uh, sex, war, justice, and political power. Okay, okay, I'm here. <laughs> uh, I actually got the inspiration for this episode while I was watching uh, my wife do her homework. And she was having <laughs> to yeah. do uh, archaeology homework shit. And I was like, oh, that's a region of the world I hadn't looked into. Let's... Okay. Let's go there. Here I thought it was because we were watching Wonder Woman because it's Xander's favorite movie currently. Oh, I... You didn't know that? Nope. Oh my goodness. So we sit down and he goes, I want to watch the woman fight. And I go, same <laughs> God. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And then we had to watch the second one, which he called Chapter 2. And I was like, I'm not... You know what? I can get behind that. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Uh, she was also the patron of prostitutes, and her main center was a uh, city in the uh, a temple in the city of Uruk. She also seems to have been a goddess that protected those who didn't follow gender norms. Oh shit! Yeah, her priests, the Gala, were men that decided to take on the mannerisms of women. Okay, that's yeah. very inclusive. Yeah. I respect so. <laughs> this lady already. Is she going to step on me? Uh, she steps on everyone. <laughs> okay, we're in. <laughs> so, uh, now Ishar has a bad habit of moving into an area and trying to steal the domain of the other gods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's... Honestly, it, and it's a reflection of kind of how 
her worship and uh the mesopotamian area uh like how it grew because as different people came in and took over her uh that area of the world her worship would actually spread to new areas and they basically made this into kind of a mythological story as mm -hmm. well to follow the actual historical events of yeah. that type of stuff going on. It's so not it's... technically her who's stealing the stuff. It's the people <laughs> deciding that she is the god who's going to be uh -huh. worshipped in that area. But they, they have to create stories for it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay, uh, cool. So she's a thief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in one story, she goes to see the god Enki, who is the god of wisdom, and possibly her father. Okay. Uh, now, Enki is the keeper of Mez, which is like the foundations of human civilization. It's kind of your abstract ideas of uh, justice and writing and stuff like that. People deciding what is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she goes to him and whines that she didn't really get any good mez for her city, uh, city of Uruk. He tries to placate her, but she's still pouting, but they start drinking. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, they begin to have a drinking contest, and Ishtar drinks him under the table. Good. <laughs> Once he's asleep, she steals the mez and makes a run for it. Uh-huh. Uh, when he awakens and finds out what Ishtar has done, he sends monsters, uh, monster after monster, to try and stop her from uh, reaching her city. Wait, one at a time? Uh, it doesn't really say. It just said he sent all these monsters out to go get her. Okay, because if it's one at a time, that's pretty dumb. She's probably like, <laughs> kill, kill, uh, kill. This is easy, dad. Yeah. But her attendant is able to fight them off, and they get uh, get back to Uruk successfully. Okay. So she has stolen the Mez. <laughs> okay. Uh, in another story, uh, before the city of Uruk became hers, based, uh, her home, uh, the temple there was actually the Temple of Anu, who was the ancestral sky god who was basically the father of the ruling gods like Enki. Okay. So if Enki was her father, this would be her grandfather, but there's some stories that she is actually the daughter of Anu. You know, all that sort of stuff gets messed up. Okay, they are related somehow. They are related. <laughs> all I know is that she has the mez that turns men into simps, and then she turns them into cat maids. <laughs> uh did I make you lose your spot? Uh, the, uh, well, a little bit, but okay. I was Sorry. like, "Wait, how am I? Uh, what? I'm trying. I was trying to follow the logic there to simps to cat maids." Uh, so you I, don't go on TikTok. No. Do I have to explain this to you? But she basically <laughs> moved in uh, to the temple and kicked her grandpa out. Okay. And claimed the temple for herself. Uh, for herself. All right. Now they're all gonna be cat maids. <laughs> Uh, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, she uh, tries to get Gilgamesh as her consort, and he straight up refuses her on the grounds that she treats her lovers badly. Are we saying badly, or are we saying <clears throat> badly? Like, she is, she is not good to them. <laughs> okay, and, but, <laughs> Alex. Not in a kink way. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Not in the kink way. Uh, and even proceeds to give several examples of her mistreatment of her past you lovers. You left him outside in the cold. 
uh, I was treating him like a dog like he wanted to be. Well, funny enough, she did turn one of her lovers into a wolf. Nice. Uh, and that was actually possibly one of the oldest stories of a human transforming into a oh, wolf really? that we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't transform back. It's the only reason it didn't end up in our werewolf episode. So. I can't believe you had to cut the line there. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but, and maybe I should give some background to Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is one, uh, one of the oldest written stories in history. The first epic, really. Uh, and he was this hero demigod being uh, from the city of Uruk. So her hometown, basically. Okay. So they were from the same place. Uh, as So at this point, after Gilgamesh just rejected her, uh, she goes to actually seize Anu and complains that Gilgamesh rejected her. Dad, and, you yeah. can't believe this shit. And she wants revenge. Anu, in response, is like, why the fuck are you telling me this? Go tell it to Gilgamesh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ishtar asks if she can use the Bowl of Heaven, which is some monstrous giant bowl creature. Oh, I thought you said bowl. Like, a bowl? Uh, like, to hold liquids? Uh, I was like, okay, a bowl of heaven? <laughs> is no, that a metaphor for something? No, this is a a bowl of heaven. <laughs> the animal. An animal, <laughs> animal. from heaven. Uh -huh. Does it have wings? Uh, no, as far as I'm, I know, it just kind of runs through the sky, though. Oh. So, uh, Anu tries to refuse, but she tells him if she doesn't get her way, she's going to smash the doors of the underworld and release all the spirits of the dead to mix with the living. <laughs> I don't see a downside. <laughs> Uh, Anu gives his permission to use the bowl, and she heads back to Uruk. <laughs> okay. So she, he's just like, uh, okay, okay, fine, whatever. You in your tantrums. I, Go on. I'll see you in five minutes when you have another problem, sweetheart. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Gilgamesh and his best friend Enkidu uh, fight against the bowl of heaven while exchanging threats and ins uh, insults with Ishtar. Okay. <laughs> So the whole time this fight's going on, they're just, like, bad-mouthing each other. It's kind of funny. They punch the bull, you have a small dig, and the other one kicks him, and it's like, your mom never loved you. Okay. Eventually, the two heroes would be victorious, but Enkidu would be killed in the battle. Oh. Yeah. You uh, wasn't even that... Okay. Yeah. Ishtar would then uh, command this, uh, the city's prostitutes to mourn for the bowl of heaven, while Gilgamesh would mourn for his friend. Uh, Enkidu's okay. death would actually lead to Gilgamesh's spiral into depression and his eventual quest for uh, or immortality. Well, I mean, if you're spiraling deathward, I feel like he wouldn't want immortality, but that's uh, just me. Well, he 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 had never been afraid of death before then, oh. and so once he saw his friend die, he was like, oh shit, this is going to happen to me. Oh, perspective. Yeah, this is... <laughs> oh. Uh. Well, that's just sad now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> and uh, one of the more well-known stories, Ishtar decides she is going to take over the underworld from her older uh, sister, Eresh Kaigal. And I probably just slaughtered that word, but that's... It's fine. No, uh, like I looked at all the pronunciations, and that was as close as people seemed to get. Okay. Um, now, as Ishtar is about to travel to the underworld, she gets dressed in very ornate garments that seem to be magical in nature. So she's getting fucking equipped here with yeah. her magical items. Are we talking about like fancy robe, mm -hmm. like sexy, or are we talking about armor? Uh, fancy robes and like headdresses and some some ornate jewelry she's going there to either stab somebody or marry someone she'll decide in the car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh when she arrives at the first gate she tells them she is there to participate in the funeral rites of uh Arish Keigel's husband and demands to be let in or she will destroy the gates okay <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I was a little curious. It's like, what happened to her husband? Why is he dead? He's in the underworld already. <laughs> I was I was a little confused on that. Uh, she needed a reason. Yeah. Uh, the gatekeeper runs to uh, Erish Keigel and tells her what is going on. Erish Keigel tells him to follow the ancient rites and let her in. Wait, what are the ancient rites exactly? You're going to find out here in a second. Okay, okay. Uh, so when the gatekeeper gets back to Ishtar, he tells her she must remove an article of clothing to enter. She asks why, and he tells her it is the ancient rite of the underworld. Okay. Uh, unfortunately for Ishtar, there are seven gates, and she must remove clothing at each gate. Okay, so it's turned into a drinking game, got it. <laughs> right. By the time she passes the last gate, she's naked. When she gets to her sister, and the seven judges of the underworld are there as well. And she doesn't have any magical weapons. Yep. All okay. her all her equipped items are uh, are gone, so. She only had seven slots. She didn't <laughs> think this through. <laughs> uh, they decree Ishtar is guilty of hubris, and they strike her dead and hang her on hooks. Wait, she's guilty of what exactly? Uh, hubris. So, arrogance and... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that sort I of... I think my brain got stuck on... Uh... Cerberus, and I'm like, she's guilty of being a dog. And I'm like, no, they just sound alike. They're not the same word. It's cool. Yeah. I'm stupid. Uh, I love you. It's chill. Don't worry. After a few days, her servant asks, uh, her servant goes and asks the other gods to go rescue her, uh, but they all refuse. Wait, so she's already dead, right? Yeah, she's dead. She's hanging on hooks. Okay. So they it rescue her from what? Well, that's they are gods. So she's not dead. She's just suffering. Oh, she she's she's straight up dead. Uh, then what are we saving her from? <laughs> you'll find out. Oh, the underworld. Yeah. After a few days, uh, like I was just saying, her servant asked the other gods to go rescue her, uh, which they all refuse except for Enki. Enki creates two sexless beings to go rescue her, and they are given the waters of life. When they arrive, they find Erish Keigel in a great deal of pain and help her out. She got sick over this period. They described it as she was suffering the same sort of pains uh, one would while giving birth. Gross. 
Yeah, uh, that sounded horrifying to me, especially since she wasn't giving birth and she was having these pains. That is... Terrifying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. She's so thankful, she asks what prize they would like, and they demand the body of Ishtar, <laughs> which they take and pour the water of life and what? revive her. So they literally just got created, and then she's like, okay, what do you want? And they instantly know what they want. Yeah, uh, well, they were... I I think it's kind of like they were programmed by Enki. So robots. Yeah, they're they're constructs. Okay. So fair enough. Yeah. Reasonable even. Yeah, and I think this is actually why uh, uh, these were actually the first gala. Her, uh, well, later on it would be men who did. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think these were. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is where that tradition comes from. Okay. Um, so they have just revived Ishtar. Now, with this, Eresh Kaigal is pissed, and she actually sends demons to follow Ishtar and demand a replacement. <laughs> a replacement torture person? Well, no, they, uh, they have, so this person's, she was dead. She was in the underworld. She's dead. She's gone. Mm -hmm. You, you can't. Just take her without having a replacement. Okay, so they needed to replace the spot that she had. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. I was like, wait, who exactly are they replacing? Yeah. Okay, I got you. So as they're traveling back to her home, they keep on meeting friends of Ishtar, and she's and they're like, oh, we're going to take this person. And she's like, nah, this person's my friend. They were mourning me. You can't take this person. And eventually, though... Uh, when Ishtar gets home, she finds her hu uh, her husband hanging out with the servant uh, servant girls and not mourning her death at all. Mm -hmm. So, so she tells the demons they can take him as her replacement, and they actually drag him away. Okay, <laughs> that's two birds, one stone, right there. She gets to live, and her husband, who's being an asshole. Yeah. Boom. No, there are later legends that she actually feels really bad about this later on, and they go and revive him somehow. Do they have to replace him? I I was actually wondering that mice. No. Okay, I remember. It was the, uh, it kind of became like Persephone. He would spend six months oh. up in heaven and six months down in there. And there was somebody who would also come and take his place for those six months, I like his sister or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they and that's and that was actually uh, their explanation for the seasons was these siblings, who one of them was married to Ishtar, oh. and they would just change places. Okay. Yeah. Uh, closing thoughts, questions. Why didn't you aggressively describe her stepping on somebody? <laughs> I I did. I mean, she's stepping all over their authority. And... <laughs> That's metaphorical. Alex. Which makes it even better. <laughs> God, I have to write my own fan fiction about this now. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> it was very good, and I enjoyed every single second of it. Okay, so yeah, no, it's I I've never heard of this goddess. And that kind of it's actually made me kind of sad because she's really cool. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of ta uh, scholarly, scholarly, 
work that uh, a lot of people believe that she was what influenced the uh, the Greek gods, uh, both Aphrodite and Athena. Hmm. So, like, she got split in two and was, like, both those goddesses. So, It makes yeah. you wonder where the actual start of it all is. Right. Is it the- my own mortality? <laughs> is it life in general? Is it people not understanding our own constructs? Those aren't questions that were actually the closing questions. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> okay. That's, you know what? That's fair. Uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show where we will be putting out weekly updates. We are currently available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Outcast, Radio Public, and Apple Podcast, and Anchor.fm. Also, find us on our Instagram at Cued Podcast, Twitter at Cued Podcast as well. That's K-U-W-T-P Podcast. Our Facebook group, Keeping Up with the Pantheons. We would love to hear from you and how to find find out how to make this show better for your listening pleasure. You can also reach us at our email, keepingpantheons at gmail.com. Uh, if there's any cool or crazy mythological stories you would like us to do an episode on, please shoot us a message and we'll see if we can get around to it. And remember, gods, gods are dicks. dicks.